Hello there. This is Ed McCarty. Welcome to Hoofing It Podcast with everything horses and livestock. Hello, everyone. This is Melissa Cowan. And this is Jana Harrington Barkus. And we're with Hoofing It Podcast and everything horses and livestock magazine. Who do we have today? We have a doctor. She's a doctor. Her <laughs> name's Dr. Pebbles. It's a Turbyville. 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 Oh, that's yeah. cute. You're the director of Horses and Human Research Foundation. Is that correct? Yes, I'm the executive director. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about how you got started in this um, little project, which is huge, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing little about it. <laughs> All right. Well, it started started back in the pandemic of 2020, um, and I was on a committee, the development committee for Horses and Humans Research Foundation, and uh, for some reason or another. They didn't have an executive director, and I was um, working on my dissertation to become a doctor, uh, and so I had some free time. I was just taking a little bit of a sabbatical from life and working on my dissertation, so I approached the board and said, you know, I, I could work part-time while I'm working on my dissertation, and they interviewed me, and uh, we started out as an interim just to make sure I was good with it. And they were good with it. And it ended up being uh, really good for both of us. Uh, so after about three or four months, they hired me um, officially. And then April of this year, I became full time. Fantastic. So, yeah. And that's yes. something how people get brought together for a reason, right? They get connected. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, and basically, uh, to kind of jump ahead a little bit, it really was um, about my life has been very progressive about where I've been and what I've been doing. Um, I started out um, way back when uh, working with the YMCA uh, and all types of programs doing fitness, aquatics, um, oh, and then I ran an outdoor facility that had horses uh, we did camps, I did ropes course, I did a variety of things. Um, and then I went to St. Andrews University um, and was the therapeutic horsemanship director there, uh, as well as a professor, associate professor in sports management and equine studies. So after teaching for a while, um, I, and like I said, I just, was kind of done with after the p pandemic um i was offered this so it really is progressive in the sense that i put out over a hundred students in equine assisted services uh and so now i'm kind of supporting them with the horses and humans research foundation by um granting research or funding research that will help them in their position, professional position, uh, because, you know, we need research to back up the best practices as well as to prove to people this really does work with equine assisted services. So, like I said, it's, it's been a journey, uh, but it's all been progressive with my um, profession. Yes. That's neat. It all fits together and it just did. keeps putting those layers on, more and more layers yeah. of... Yeah. Of uh, things that you can help others with. Yeah. So what yes. What got you interested in the equine therapy? What 
triggered you to go that direction? Um, I had been working with people with disabilities uh, in aquatics and basically with fitness. Um, and I probably taught a lot of people who had um, some type of disability. It might not have been physical, but it could have been cognitive, whether it was ADHD or ADD or um uh, maybe even on the autism spectrum, but uh, I it wasn't called therapeutic riding. It just was teaching ride, horseback riding. And so um, this position was open at St. Andrews uh, that basically was, again, a blend of my expertise and practical as well as knowledge uh, or practical experience as well as knowledge. Um, about teaching writing because basically equine assisted services and the area that I'm basically in which is therapeutic horsemanship because I'm not a therapist mm -hmm. I don't do physical therapy or occupational therapy or um, or counseling so therefore I'm kind of in the therapeutic horsemanship so really it's just teaching people about horses and how to take care of horses how to ride horses um, all about horses but those individuals might have a disability of some type oh wow so that's how you got started your career it, it's just like god was preparing you for this do you know it is it is like i said it's just like a balloon of everything that uh i had experienced as well as been taught um because my undergraduate degree is I basically didn't want to fit into one specific degree, so I kind of um, created my own by blending several different um, majors, um, and one was physical education, education, uh, physical education, counseling, and uh, business, and so it was kind of a contract study is what they called it back then, uh, and then I went to get my master's at NC State, and that was in recreation resources, um, which is kind of a weird word <laughs> or weird major, but it <clears throat> kind of fit me too because I'm resource resourceful and I am in recreation, so um, one way or another. Um, and then when I went on with my journey of getting my doctorate, uh, there's not necessarily anything in equine studies that was a doctorate level um, and in, or equine assisted services, but it kind of fit in sports management. Uh, so I got my degree, doctorate degree is in sports management with an emphasis in leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of also progressive as far as my life journey too. Well, you got an award I read somewhere. Did you, a very prestigious award. Yes. What was that? Yeah, um, PATH, which is the Professional Association of Horsemanship uh, International, gave me this past year um, the James Rady Award. Uh, so it is basically kind of a, a little bit of a lifetime achievement award for those in, in the field of equine assisted services who have um, made a difference um, professionally and ethically. Um, so your peers nominate you oh, so and cool. then um, the path uh, board votes you as far as getting the actual award. So I was very honored, yeah. uh, especially because the 
people who nominated me also had have been winners of the James Brady. So I feel very honored to be with that group. That's wow. wonderful. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> yeah. on that. Hey, Melissa, let's take a quick break. Thank you for joining us today. Our podcast is sponsored by... Better Equine, the manufacturer of BE Saddle Pads. Bee Tree, pure and natural skin and body care products. And Living Life Ranch, located in Gardner, Kansas. And, and now, now we're back. Pebbles, tell us about the program. So what do you guys do to help uh, the nonprofits? That, or I guess it's not just for nonprofits, is it? it or is it, is it for both? Well, it is, um, and it's funny, you know, it's it's a little bit um, odd about describing exactly what we do because a lot of people don't uh, necessarily understand it because we don't do the research. We fund research. Um, sometimes my sister joke, jokes, and I can't believe I'm going to say this on a podcast, but she says I really laundry, <laughs> that I laundry money because basically... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, um, because I am always raising funds uh, to give out money. So that's why she says you're recycling mm-hmm. money, because I am asking for donations so that we can give out grants for research uh, in, in different areas. Um, so we kind of think of it a little bit. Uh, we just did our infographic. And I'm going to describe it since it's not really a visual program, but um, basically as a tree, uh, because we basically our roots are from our donors giving us um, the funds that so we can grow. And our uh, trunk is really uh, our stability of creating research or um, having research or, or, or excuse me, um, funding research but we're also kind of a split tree in some degree because we now are really strong in education Uh, we have an equine well-being committee as well as an education committee and they are both actively um, putting out programs about educating everyone about how we can take care of our equines better uh, as well physically as well as mentally um, but also because the better our equines are, the better it's going to be for humans because that's kind of how horses help humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also in the sense of um, how is research done, letting people understand the value of research. Um, it's, you know, because research is like everybody thinks that it's really boring and you put on your glasses and you sit in a corner and read an article. And it's not. It really can be very practical uh, as well as um, you you can put it in terms so that we can understand it. Um, I think sometimes it gets a little bit uh, verbose, but you can can break it down so everyone can understand it. But the basis of it too is that it's also going to say that this really does work. Um, And how does it work? Uh, that's another key mm-hmm. key piece in it. Um, but all that information goes through our branches, going back to the tree, um, that will help organizations. Because when organizations are, um, for example, PATH 
centers or Igala centers or whoever, whatever organization they're associated with um, are looking for funding or for grants, they're going to say, well, how is this, you know, how does this work or how do you know this works? So you, they can go to uh, HHRF's website and see our grants. Mm-hmm. Their st- grant studies are on our website. So they can cite those. Um, so they can say, yes, this is also worked. So here, here's the article or here's the research. But not only do we are looking out for the individuals um, as well as the horses, but that information will also be um, it spreads because that tree is going to have acorns and those acorns are going to be planted in different places. So the research that we fund is going to also help other researchers take that information and maybe do a study that's similar mm-hmm. or it might help them with their own research. Right. So that's why we kind of said it was really like a tree. Um, yeah, that was a good analogy. How, yeah. So. Interesting. So if I understand correctly, so you, um, an organization will apply for a grant, then they provide you the data that the grant requires, right? And then you are yes. able to collect the data from them, and that's your research. Correct. Well, um, let me step back a bit. Um, so when we make a call for a research grant, for example, we just did one on a, a small 10,000 innovative grant, and they were due January 30th. Um, and so those applications will go through our scientific advisory council. And our scientific advisory council are people who are into research in different disciplines. Um, Maybe it's psychology, maybe it's equine science, or maybe it's uh, physical therapy or occupational therapy Mm -hmm. or even special education. And those grant applications go through the process of being evaluated. And then once they make it through the first tier, they go to the second tier. And then um, the top ones will go to the board to vote on. As, um, and the board will get the notes that the scientific advisors have made on each grant. So this was basically developed um, or started when the Horses and Humans Research Foundation started. And they kind of patterned it a little bit um, after different foundations. For example, the Michael J. Fox um, Parkinson's mm-hmm. Foundation, um, they fund research and they have a scientific advisory council. Uh, so that's why we funded it. So it's not necessarily anybody can just apply for a research grant. Um, it's we make a call for a specific type or for a certain amount of money and and people apply for it. Now, usually they are researchers who are with a university and they partner with a equine assisted services um, program. And then that research, um, so once that research is conducted, uh, they will fill out a report and that uh, information is posted on our website. And that's where everybody can get resources to help them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
great. That's such a cool thing. I don't think a lot of yeah. people realize you guys are out there. How many organizations have you helped? Um, we have basically given out 14 grants, uh, and we're an international uh, foundation. So we've given out um, 11 in the United States and then three in Canada. No, excuse me, 10 in the United States three in Canada and one in Germany. Oh, that's terrific, Pebbles. That's just really, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Well, now, are you, uh, do you spread the word by traveling and talking at events? How do, how do people know that you're out there? <laughs> that's something that I've worked really hard on in the past two years is basically making uh, awareness of what we do. Um, and I do uh, travel. For example, um, I go to some of the PATH International Region Conferences or the International Conference. I went to the American Horse Publications Conference where I met y'all. Um, yes. I also have been to the Certified Horsemanship Association Conference. So, And we also did the Equine Affair um, in November in Massachusetts. So. Yeah, I'm traveling, and I will speak at any conference uh, I can, I can, or a workshop uh, to kind of explain it because it is a little complicated about what we do, mm-hmm. um, but it's important, and so I need people to understand how valuable it is, as well as you know, we're kind of like the little engine that could, but I feel that we can do so much more research. But again, I need the funds, I need donations so I can raise the funds to give out money for research. Well, that's, that's great that you're, you're getting that, the word out and we'll help you with that, right? With this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why I was excited to be on here today. Yes. <laughs> well, I thank you for joining us. How would, how would our listeners get a hold of you? How would they reach out to you if they're interested in uh, your program? Well, um, they can go on our website, which is uh, the Horses and Humans Research Foundation. Um, it's actually horsesandhumans.org. And on that website, we have, you can sign up for our email list. You can also sign up for our webinars so that you can understand a little bit more about uh, what we do and the research or, for example, um, we have people who have done the research and they're kind of reporting on their um, results. Um, and sometimes it can be things that they found out that they want to research more. Or it could be something that they were like, oh, we didn't set this up right and we needed to change some of our um, the way the study methodology was set up. Um, but then again, um, yeah, you can sign up for a webinar, um, and you can join our mailing list and you can also reach out to me if you want to talk to me and I can come to your, uh, association and work. Great. That's awesome. Tell you about what we do. Okay. Sounds great. It does. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you and all you're doing. All right. Well, thank you for asking me. It's been a blast. Thanks, Bubbles. Thanks for all you do. Subscribe with us to follow our podcast and please provide a review. We appreciate your positive feedback, which enables us to provide our free podcast to you.
Music provided by Ed Mahan. Copyrights by Everything Horses and Livestock. Thank you.